Hello, friends, and welcome to the Cedarville Stories podcast. Excuses can be a way of life, but not for psychology major Marissa Conrad, who doesn't allow reasons to get in her way from doing what the Lord has called her to do, not even being born without two hands. Enjoy this inspiring conversation with your host, Mark Weinstein. Thank you, Sarah, for the introduction, and welcome back to another episode of the Cedarville Stories podcast. I am Mark Weinstein, and joining me today on the program is Marissa Conrad. And as you've heard from Sarah, Marissa has a can-do attitude, even though she was born without two hands. What I've come to appreciate about Marissa from my interactions with her this past semester is how much she brightens up a room when she enters. Her fellow students respond well to her, and Marissa's passion to serve others is contagious and exciting. Marissa is majoring in psychology and comes from the Buffalo, New York area. And it's my pleasure to welcome Marissa to this week's Cedarville Stories podcast. What was it like for you, Marissa, as a young person to know you didn't have hands? It was definitely really weird. Um, I grew up in a small school, so I was the only one who had a physical disability like mine. Okay. Um, so just seeing everyone with hands, normal. I guess, and then having me with no hands, I definitely knew that I was the odd one out. Um, and what, I, at what age was that, roughly? Um, probably around first grade. Okay, five years old. Yeah. Okay. Somewhere around Six. there. Six. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just knew I was different, and that kind of inhibited me from making yeah. friends because I was insecure. Yeah. Um, and as I got older, it transformed. In some ways, I was more insecure. In other ways, I was comfortable because I went to the same school for so long yeah. and I knew my classmates yeah. well. Um, but as I got older, like I just I was more aware of the differences in having hands and having no hands, and like what that meant for my life. Yeah. So I'm interested. Uh, so you've you've discovered that. You, um, there's a difference between you and most or all the other students. So did you have a conversation with your parents about this? How did that go? Um, I never did. No. I I know I probably asked them more than once why I was different. Um but I never had a sit down conversation about me. They always told me that I was fearfully and wonderfully made. Did they? Yeah. Um so that was a staple I grew up on. Okay. So I know, uh, Marissa, that children in general, even adults sometimes, can be cruel by the way they treat people who, from their perspective, look or act differently than themselves. Mm -hmm. And your situation has to be significantly more um, harmful and difficult to deal with. Um, How were you able to come to terms with your differences and embrace the fact that you are fearfully and wonderfully made? Just through having good friends that took a while to get um, who showed me God's love and were very welcoming. Mm -hmm. They didn't care that I didn't have hands and it helped me come to terms with having no hands. So that was just a blessing. So when, when your friend said it didn't matter, how'd that make you feel? Pretty good. Yeah. I think, a lot of times, what happens for me at least is I get caught up in thinking what people are thinking about me. Right. And specifically about me having no hands. 
and forget that I've had friends with some sort of disability or difference and I didn't care. Right. And then for them to not care that I don't have hands because it doesn't affect how I act towards them or how they act towards me because mm-hmm. I'm still a person. Right. I just happen to not have any hands. Yeah. Going back to your story, um, what I know of is that um, you didn't only have to deal with the difficulty of trying to come to terms with why you didn't, you weren't born with hands, but you also had to deal with back in middle school, um, the divorce of your parents, mm-hmm. your mom's cancer diagnosis, and then transitioning to a different school. Yeah. All three major situations, difficulties for a, a person your age or early, maybe any age. As you've shared your story, I know you struggle with these factors. How were you able to gain a sense of stability during all this turmoil? A lot of it was just through silent suffering and trying to figure it out on my own. And then coming to a new school during my sophomore year of high school was really what helped in the long run is I finally got good friends that love me for me mm-hmm. and then who were supportive yeah. and helped me through all of my struggles and were there to listen to me and just show me God's love through them. Was it a Christian school? It was, yeah. Okay. So what prompted that move to that school? Um, My mom wanted to move up north to the city and... The city of Buffalo? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I grew up about an hour south in the okay. middle of nowhere. Okay. And my mom wanted to move to the city and she found a good Christian school. Yeah. Um, right near where we were moving and she enrolled me. Okay. I should ask, how's your mom doing today? She's good. She's been cancer free since her original diagnosis. So Marissa, as um you found this Christian school, you, these these students who really came and supported you, loved you uh, quite well. Um, curious, is this where your faith in Jesus took greater hold in your life? It did because it was there when I finally had Bible classes. Okay. And was for the first time in my life actually surrounded by Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was able to learn about God in those classes and um, talk about God with my fellow classmates and just kind of learn more about Him and grow in my relationship. Would you say uh, before this point uh, that you had accepted Christ as Savior, or is that coming later in your life? Um, I had always accepted Christ as my Savior. Yeah, earlier. Yes. I just didn't know what that meant exactly Yeah, when I did it. It was a, it was a young faith. Yes. Uh, Marissa, it's obvious to me that your faith in Jesus has been key to your personal development. How is Jesus in your day-to-day living given you the courage and wisdom to love others even when they may seem awkward around you, don't know what to say around you, whether they're intentional or not. How, do you, how did God give you this courage to do all that? Um, just through trial and error, I guess. Okay. I'm dealing with a lot of people who are like that or who are, un- who are unsure how to act around me or what to say to me. I just can more easily pick it up and I will say something like, it's okay, you can ask questions or I was born like this. Because a lot of times people are just scared to ask the first question. They are. 
they don't want to we or say we we don't want to offend anyone yeah. like that so i find that it helps um depending on the person if i just started off like it's okay if you want to ask questions i won't yeah. get offended something like yeah. that did it take a lot of courage to bridge that gap with other people sometimes um again like i said it depends on the person mm-hmm. um but I don't know. Sometimes I feel like it's even awkward for me because mm-hmm. I also don't want to make it awkward. And right. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like if I just don't say anything, it's fine because maybe they're not even thinking about it. Because I don't want to just assume that that's what they are thinking whenever they meet me. Right. Yeah. I'm just a believer who happens to have no hands. That's all you are, and you're a joy to be with, and I've, I've enjoyed that over the last couple of months. So now that you're at Cedarville, I'm interested in knowing um, how have your, your classmates and professors at the University at Cedarville helped you go, grow in grace and confidence as a person and a believer in Jesus? No one in particular, just a lot of good friends. Yeah. A lot of people who are very willing to help or willing to at least ask for if I need help with anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had some really great friends who are not shy about my disability and will just like look at something I do or um, I'll have told them a story of something I've done and they're like, wow, that's so cool. Yeah. So this, uh, as we move down to our final part of the podcast, um, this is kind of like the counseling session. Uh, so you get to counsel me, Marissa, and those who are listening. Mm-hmm. How would you encourage us to interact with people who may not look or sound like like you or like us? Yeah, um, that's a pretty loaded question because it all depends on the person. I know for me, if you just asked me questions, I'd be totally fine with that and more than willing to answer any of them. But I know for others, they don't have as a positive as an outlook on their difference or disability as I do. Um, So proceed with caution with people with disabilities or differences um, because you never know how personal it's going to be for somebody and how touchy of a subject it can be. Yeah. Um, Even I am walking on tiptoes when I talk about someone else's disabilities because even though I have one, I know that not everyone has the same mindset that I do. Mm-hmm. And I never want to offend anyone either. Right. So I would say just be kind. Ask if they're willing to answer any questions. Um, don't just assume that they are super positive about their disability. So I know some people who aren't and you have a very negative outlook on it. But I know myself and many others out there would be more than willing to answer your questions if you ask. So now that you're in college and you've gone through a lot to get to where you are, Mm -hmm. and you've had to deal with a lot of situations, do you really view yourself with having a disability or are you just really a normal person and you just don't think about it? I don't really think about it. There's some things that I'm just like, yeah, I don't have hands. I can't do that. For the most part, I don't notice it because it's just been a part of me for so long 
And like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I was born without hands and never to I never had to adapt to not having them. So that's also like a huge blessing. Yeah, I would think I would think it is a huge blessing and um an advantage for you or someone in your situation. Yes. Um unlike if someone lost a limb. Mm-hmm. At, at age 20 or 30. That would be very, very much. Because then they have to go through and relearn how to do stuff. And yeah. that's where I feel like a lot of negative mindsets come in. Right. Yeah, you're, you're past that because you are who you are and you've always been that way. Yeah. That's neat. Um, give me some lessons that you've learned um, from the way people have treated you that has guided the way you interact with other people. What's happened in your life that has shaped how you deal with people? Um, just realizing that my disability doesn't define me. That I am my own separate person. I just happen to have no hands. Well, Marissa, um, unfortunately, we are very near the end of our program. And so as I prepare to close, I need to interject some things that I do know about you. Um, that's really encouraging and exciting. And first of all, um, our audience needs to know that as a young kid, young child, you won awards for having the best handwriting in your class. Is that right? Yes. How did you do that? I just worked at it. I know that I'm different. And because of that, I want to be normal. So, or wanted to be normal. So I would do everything in my power to just stay ahead or above everybody else. Yeah. And I learned how to play the cello. I was going to ask about that too. For the reason, just to say I could. There was no motive behind it cause like that I wanted to play for people or anything like that. I just wanted to say that I could, so I did. Yeah. And do you still play? I don't. Um, after I graduated, I donated my cello to the high school. Okay. But at least you did it. You know you could play. I did it. D- did you ever perform in public? Um, I wasn't able to. I graduated during 2020, and because of that, my spring recital that I was going to play in was canceled. Okay. Now, before we started recording, we were talking, and I want you to tell the story, um, going back to how how you can impact other people's lives through your disability. Um, Tell a story about the young lady from um, Ohio, I forget where she's from, yeah. who reached out to you. Tell that story, would you? Mm-hmm. So I've had the honor of being on many different platforms, speaking about my disability and how it's impacted my life. Right. And someone close to my hometown actually was listening to it and was very encouraged by my story. Her daughter has cerebral palsy. She's 13 years old. And I was just able to talk to her. She reached out to me. She found my Facebook um, and sent me a message. I was able to talk to her about what it was like for me, different things that I did in, mm-hmm. when I was in school that helped me mm-hmm. and helped encourage her. And it was just really uplifting to hear from her. Right. Just... Even if I only ever hear from just her, I impacted one person. Right. So she heard your story, if I remember right. It was from an interview, you radio interview you did with uh, Family Life Radio out of New York? Yes, I believe so. Okay. And uh, 
So you never know what the power of the media can do yeah. to, to tell stories. So knowing that she reached out to you and you encouraged her in some way, how does that make you feel? Really good. Knowing that I can just help someone like that yeah. and be that person for someone. Right. I always wished I had that person. And even though um, what, I'm, what I'm about to say will take place tomorrow and when our listeners are hearing this program, it'll already have taken place. Uh, you have a nice opportunity tomorrow mm -hmm. to share your story with a TV station in Columbus, Ohio. Yes. And uh, I encourage you to take advantage of that opportunity to just to share the love of Jesus and what he's done in your life. And uh, it'll have a great impact somewhere with somebody, I, I pray. Me too. Marissa, uh, my last question uh, brings me back to the purpose of, the, of our podcast, and that being that the Cedarville Stories podcast's purpose is to share Cedarville Stories for God's glory. Mm -hmm. How are you bringing God glory in your life here at Cedarville? Um, I, hope I'm, I hope I do it just through showing my joy, showing my joy for God, for my situation for everything. Yeah. I always hope that in all things I am glorifying him and I just hope and pray that people can see that through me. Well, I've been around you enough. I, I, I think um, if you stay true to who you are and grounded in Christ, uh, they'll see that as he makes that available to, to their vision. Um, I consider it a privilege to talk with you today, to, to have known you for a few months and, and be part of telling your story uh, and making a difference in other people's lives. So thanks for, for working with us. Uh, again, mm -hmm. thank you for joining me this week on the Cedarville Stories podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Cedarville Stories podcast brought to you by Cedarville University. If you were encouraged by today's episode, share it with a friend. Please rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast provider. And connect with us at Cedarville on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And be sure to come back next week when we'll hear another inspiring Cedarville story for God's glory.